Hey, it's Sunny Days. I am the co-host and co-creator of Active Allyship. It's more than a hashtag. Listen, I am a podcast her, okay, H-E-R, an activist, a thought leader, pin pusher, and lover of poodles. And I'm Lisa Davis, MPH. I am a lover of social justice, healthy living, dogs, and I love being the co-host and co-creator of Active Allyship. It's more than a hashtag. Now is the time for honest, unfiltered conversations, for authentic voices and their stories, and for connection. Join us as we confront the moment head on with this podcast. It is passionate. It is real as lives behind the headlines. Active allyship, it's more than a hashtag. And listen, it goes beyond the likes, the retweets, and the hashtags, making space for the vital dialogue necessary for racial justice. And now, on to the show. Lisa Davis, so glad you're listening to Active Allyship. It's more than a hashtag. Unfortunately, Sunny is away today. I just read a fantastic book for children and parents. And I would say, quite frankly, for everybody, it's an incredible book called The Proudest Color. I'm going to read just a little bit from the inside cover. For me, brown is more than feeling proud. It's the color I see when I see me. Zara sees a world in vivid color. When she's happy, she feels a razzle-dazzle pink in her hands. When she's sad, she feels a deep blue behind her eyes. But she isn't quite sure how to feel about the color of her skin. Kids at school tell her she's different, but her mother tells her to be proud. From a diverse team and based on extensive research, The Proudest Color is a timely, sensitive introduction to race, racism, and racial pride. Joining me now are the two incredible authors, Sheila Modere, PhD, and Jeff Cashew, LMFT. Sheila Modere is a pediatric psychologist, and Jeffrey Cashew is a marriage and family therapist. As Middle Eastern Americans, Iranian and Palestinian, and as clinicians, they advocate for diversity, equality, and inclusion, and work toward promoting resilience in children. The illustrator who is incredible is Monica Mackay is an illustrator and former educator. She has an MFA from the New York Studio School where she studied painting and currently lives in Atlanta, Georgia with her husband, two sons and her sassy cat Nima. Welcome Sheila and Jeff to Active Allyship is more than a hashtag. Hi, thank you so much for having us. We're really excited to be here. Oh my gosh, this book is absolutely phenomenal. First of all, my daughter is 17. And when the book came, she took it, she read it, she Googled the people she didn't know. Then she complained about how crappy the uh, school system is for not teaching us more about black and brown people, which I've been preaching forever. So that's good. She's like, Mom, how come I don't know about Zatkala? Yeah, yeah thank yeah. you. Mundo. And so, but she looked him right up. So I was like, that's so awesome. But so the first question we always ask everybody, Sunny usually does, is what were you marinated in? Like what values, what kind of things were you raised with? And uh, what makes you you or helped make you you, which you're obviously two wonderful people. Sheila, if you'd like to start. Yeah, what makes me me? Um, that's a great question. I was born and raised in the Midwest. So I think I have some really good, solid Midwestern values um, uh, uh, distilled, instilled in me. And I think that, um, I'm someone that's really loyal and honest and really wants to talk about the truth. And I think that when everything has happened in the world right now, um, we both are very action oriented. So we were thinking, how can we contribute? How can we tell the truth and be honest and can, um, leave something behind for the next generation so we can help make ourselves better? You know, we can just keep working on ourselves. Absolutely. And Jeff? Jeff? 
Yeah, for me, I just grew up, uh, you know, with uh, family and friends who are just all in all just, you know, great people and who really instilled in me the sense of, you know, you don't sit on the sidelines. If there's something going on, just get involved and maybe for better, or for worse, just run headlong into things and, and try to make a difference. Absolutely. Well, you know, if people listen to the show, they've heard this story. I'm going to keep it very brief because I want the focus to be on your, you and your wonderful book. But when I was four, it was 1971. So I only had access to three TV channels. Okay. And there was this velvet doll this, and she had long blonde hair and blue eyes and you push her stomach and you pull the hair out. Anyway, I wanted her desperately for Hanukkah. So my parents, I opened the box and it was, a, it was a, they called her black velvet. It's very beautiful, black, dark, doll but at the time I was like well I, I didn't want this one I want the other one and my parents are like this doll is beautiful this is a beautiful doll so I got this education early if you want to tell us a little bit about the book I don't want to give too much away because people have to read it but it's it's just fantastic oh I love all the praise that makes us feel good um, <laughs> the book is about a young girl named Zahra who sees is very colorful she sees the world in color because we wanted to tie in emotion identification as well as talking about, you know, cultural pride and different things like that. And her, she goes to her first day of school and uh, she realizes she doesn't really look like anyone else in her class, but, you know, she feels, still feels good about herself. And then she experiences her first encounter with discrimination when someone tells her that they don't like her skin tone. And so she goes home and tells her parents, which is a great thing to do for young yes, children. Absolutely. And her parents help her navigate that situation by reminding her of all the important people in the world that have gone on and done great things and also share her skin tone. So we have Barack Obama, Malala Yousafzai, Martin Luther King Jr., Frida Kahlo, and then some of the other people that you were mentioning that which is great because that was actually Jeff's idea. And his goal was like, I want to put people that are um, maybe lesser known and so that people can go Google them and look them up. So I love that. I love that too. I didn't, I never knew who Jadav Molai Payang was and he's an environmental activist and forestry worker. And he was properly known as the forest man of India. And I think yeah. the fact that you get kids to be like, okay, well, I've heard of, I've heard of the big people, right. Yeah. That everyone's talking about, but there's like millions of black and brown people yeah. that are, have done and are doing incredible things. Yeah. And you know, that, that little girl needs to reckon with her whiteness and, you know, get some education. It's just so frustrating. Right. And I think what you're doing is great. And not to mention, but at the end of the book, you have a whole list of things to, to the way to handle it. And I thought that was great. Jeff, if you want to talk a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah. We, we, we not just wrote the book for children, but we wrote it for parents too. So in the wake of George Floyd's murder and the protests that were happening for, you know, calling for social and racial justice and equality across the country, country, we, we recognized, you know, in our own therapy practices and just talking amongst our friends and families, how difficult it was for parents and, and others to have uh, ways to communicate about this. And while we saw the adults on the streets, we recognized that the children were the ones looking at this and not quite sure what to make of all of it. So we wanted to write a book that met their need, but was also really that place for parents to facilitate that conversation with their children. So the whole book is really for that. But then the note to caregivers at the end, we list out tips and just ways to kind of frame the the conversation or even just kind of check in with oneself as a parent to how they step into those conversations. And, and I make conversations plural because one of our tips is that it should be an ongoing conversation. It doesn't have to be one big, uh, to use the old term, the talk, for example, right. right? Or you have it all at once and you never talk about it ever again. Uh, 
Um, you know, and we also wanted to base it all on as much of uh, the scientific research as well. So the concept of racial socialization, um, it's, it's, it takes it kind of neutrally and it's, it looks at, you know, what messages does the child receive, whether implicitly or explicitly about themselves and their race and color and uh, about the world that they interact within. So, you know, do you prepare children for bias? Only going so far as to say, yeah, the world's unfair and, and it's going to be difficult for you. Or do you add part B and C to that story of, and this is how you're likely going to feel. And this is how we can deal with it. And this is why you're also important and beautiful. Um, or do you, you know, right off the bat, instill racial pride and so on. So we really wanted to include as much of that as possible for parents as that jumping off point. Well, you absolutely do. I mean, you have check in with yourself, ask open-ended questions, read diverse children's books, be genuine and model respect, model healthy expressions of emotions, modulate media and instill hope. I, I They're all so incredibly helpful because it's overwhelming and it's flipping heartbreaking and devastating. Yeah. Right. You have, I remember when I was in sixth grade and there was a, a new girl who had come from India and I was the only one who befriended her. Yeah. And I remember Gary, whatever is, I won't say his last name. Even though I know <laughs> he was making fun of her. And I was like, leave her alone. You're, you're racist and you're terrible. And, wow. and, uh, and he was like, shut up, you bitch and a half. And I'm like, wow, what the hell does that even mean? Wow. <laughs> I'm like, fine, I'm a bitch and a half. Bring it, it sounds on. badass, like, yeah. Yeah, like, okay, okay, I'll take that, Gary. It reminded me when you're talking about this of a research study that was done that actually um, taught children like diverse stories. And they found that when they did that, those children were actually able to detect discrimination and then go tell the teacher in an effective manner. So just like being able to have that exposure. So I'm guessing maybe growing up, there wasn't a lot of uh, conversations maybe on diversity or people that look different. So people just didn't know how to navigate that and how Gary might have navigated it. I don't know, but a lot of kids like Gary do what their parents would do or maybe what they saw on TV and just echo that while you might have seen some things that, I mean, it's clearly your parents. My parents and grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. So they very much more progressive and, and it sounds like more liberal views. Yeah. I mean, and jumping into the book too, I just, I love the way you use, and you mentioned this earlier. I love the way you, you have her emotions as different colors. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important for kids to get in touch with that. You know, when I'm nervous, I feel a vivid purple in my stomach. When I'm proud, I love this. I feel beautiful. Brown is in my heart, but for me, Brown is more than a feeling. It's the color I see when I see me. And that, that's, that's what's so crushing when the outside world interferes and makes you feel bad about who you are mm-hmm. and what yeah. you look like. Mm-hmm. And how important it is to just kind of hold on to the fact that you know what you are, right? Even if the exactly. world is telling you otherwise. Yeah. And that was something we really wanted to come across in this book of, you know, not being overly idealistic. The world is still going to, you know, throw these challenges your way. And so instead of pretending it's not going to, it's let's own it and let's find ways to, you know, build that internal resilience and, and be able to cope with it. Yeah, we, absolutely. We also have the opportunity, you know, to introduce an element of anti-racism that we hadn't expected. The uh, her classmate who discriminates against her, um, you know, our, our publisher and, and our, our editor, we together we explored an idea of, you know, we wanted the story to be healed because it is still a children's book, the the relationship between the two girls. Well, initially Jeff and I wrote it, it wasn't healed, right? Because I was like, well, that's reality. Yeah, I that's how the like, world is, yeah. I was like, no, I don't want, you know, I want her to kind of, they go on their own ways or whatever the case might be. I mean, obviously we want, but the reality is maybe Zahra's going to be scared of Zoe, but... 
Sorry, I totally interrupted you. But no, no, that's great. I mean, this is this is how it works. We get really excited working on with these things. Um, and so originally, the one of the letters was going to be from Zahra to Zoe, the the girl that discriminates against her. And we said, you know, that's not really fair because that puts the onus on the person of color yet again. And so kind of this happy accident came out of it where the letters are flipped and it's actually Zoe who says, you know, the teacher told me what I said was wrong. So it puts the the onus on another person, especially somebody who is in authority who could do something to teach her and she has to reach out. So it, it was, we were able to heal the story, but in a way that pushes us forward versus just kind of continues the same. Oh, I think that's so smart. Now, how did you two come together? Uh, Jeff was my rock climbing instructor, uh, maybe 11 years ago. So uh, in graduate school, he was teaching a rock climbing uh, class at UCLA. And we were, um, I was a social worker at the time, and he was about to enter his marriage family therapist um, degree. And then I went on and did my PhD in psychology, and then he kind of followed me along. So we've just been in this world of graduate school and um, moving and traveling for school oh, awesome. together. Are you guys yeah. together? Yeah, we're yeah, married. married. Okay, yeah. okay. I didn't know that. And I get yeah. that sense. I should have known. I mean, there's something between you. I was like, if you're not, there's, I'm seeing this. I think you two should date each other. I think having the same values is very important. And I think you two would make a wonderful couple. So there you go. Well, there you All right. <laughs> Tell us how we can find this amazing book. Again, The Proudest Color, Sheila Modere, PhD, and Jeff Cashew, LMFT. And by the way, Please tell Monica Mackay that her illustrations are phenomenal. I mean, this should, I'd love to see this as a show. This right? should be a cartoon, I right? And I just like want to frame like that picture of her saying that she's beautiful and she's brown and she's holding her cat. I want that framed because it's just yes. such a beautiful picture. I mean, yes, Monica's incredibly talented. We're very, very lucky to have her um, as our illustrator. But you can find out more information from us. By, I have an Instagram called Dr. Sheila's Bookshelf where I mm. highlight um, mental health themed books. So not oh, just great. our book, but any book that has a mental health theme that I use in my therapy office. I want parents to know so that they could use it in their libraries. And we also have our website, The Proudest Color, and that includes a lot of resources um, for anti-racism and also a list of foundations uh, that promote racial justice. So that is uh, theproudestcolor.com. And we're also going to highlight uh, organizations um, that we're donating to. So we're donating our author proceeds to the ACLU and other local racial and social justice orgs. You two are fabulous. You're welcome back here on Active Allyship anytime. I really Thank appreciate you. you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Appreciate it's so it. fun. Thank yeah, you. Have a great day. Yeah, I mean it. My door's always open. Thank you so much for listening to Active Allyship. It's more than a hashtag. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tell your friends and family. This is really important, and we want to get the word out. So glad that you're listening. Please keep coming back. Also, follow us on Instagram at activeallyship.podcast. Thank you so much.